from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about the last day of E3 and all that other shit that we talk about every week. Is it over yet? The shopkeeper is singing. Blood, bullets, and bananas. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 176. We are your hosts. <laughs> it's so close to the birthday of my favorite place, America. <laughs> 1776. Yeah. We we are your hosts. I'm Trey, Crash Team Racing, Nitro-Fueled, Preloaded, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Corono Turiga, Mikowski. I'm your friend, John Inter. And we're here to bring you all of the fun Nintendo stuff from fans like you. But we're going to do what we do every week. Well, we didn't do it last week, but we're going to do it this week. We're going to start off our show how we normally do and tell you what we've been playing for the week and what we bought. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we skipped a week last week just because we had so much E3 shit going on. But I bought some E3 things. That still ended up being a pretty mega episode. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, just because E3, there's so much shit going on that we, that we talk about a lot of it. After the big Square Soft conference, I ended up buying The Last Remnant. That was shadow dropped during that. And I've been playing around that with that for a while. I, I like it. I just I don't really fully understand the way the battle system works quite yet. But it's a turn-based game where you get a bunch of different characters in your party, but you don't necessarily control all of them. And a lot of it's about where your placement is. Where your characters are and all and all that, but it's pretty cool. I, I like the story so far, but yeah, it dropped it dropped for like twenty bucks, and I just uh, it was too intriguing for me to not check out. It was like it was uh, you know it was one of the Square games that I missed. It was like a PS3 360 game that apparently was pretty cool. So I picked up that one. Um, I, I'm actually to the point where I'm stuck on a boss, so I need to try to figure out how the how the how the um, battle system is working so I can continue. But before we even got to E3, I played a shit ton of Castlevania two. Simon's Quest. And that game's pretty cool, actually. It's very much like... I mean, it's the same as like most early uh, Metvania games, as I call them. And you basically need a map, you know? Or you could, like, write a map out yourself if you really want to be super into it. But it's very much like Metroid 1, you know? It's just like you need to know where to go. And if you know where to go, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I've actually been having a decent time with it. And the really cool thing about Castlevania 2 is when you die, you come right back to life at the same place that you were when you died. So you don't have to like go through shit again. And I think that's the big thing that kept me on it. But I made it to the fifth castle, and I think there's six or seven total. So I'm pretty close to beating it. But yeah, it's fun. I mean, I've been. I hope. I hope that eventually I can make it all the way through the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. I beat two of the games there out of eight. Wow. So maybe if I can do Simon's Quest next, maybe I'll do like Kid Dracula after that. And then I'll tackle the big ones, Castlevania 1 and 3, because both those games are really fucking hard. So it might, might take me a minute to get through those. 
But it'd be fun to beat all of them, you know. Because three, I mean, sh- three should be the most fun, I would think. Well, three is really difficult. I mean, I played it a lot as a kid, but there's they threw a lot of stuff in there. Like, you know, it's the time where it's like let's make the game harder, you know, so you don't like beat the game when you rent it. Which supposedly the Japanese version is a little bit more forgiving in that way. But uh, yeah, but I've never beat I have never beat all of those. I I made it all the way to, to Dracula at the end of Castlevania One. But um, but yeah, no, I haven't haven't beat them so. Hopefully I'll get there. So yeah, I've been I've been playing that. What else? I bought Collection of Mana. I mentioned that last week. I still really haven't played that much though. I was uh, I was hoping to do a stream of it, but like I said earlier, I have a uh, I bought Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing comes out tomorrow. Actually, might be out right now. So I'm that's going to be most of my stream tomorrow. Will be Crash Team Racing, which looks really good from what I've seen of it. You're really getting into the racing games. Well, I mean, Crash Team Racing is a good game. Like I got a. Uh, at one point on PlayStation Plus, they were giving all the Crash games away for free, and I downloaded all of them and played them on my PSP, and I played... the Crash Team Racing was actually the only one that I thought was good out of all the pile of Crash bullshit, because I thought that one was great. It was like Diddy Kong Racing, but better, like way better than Diddy Kong Racing, but the same sort of thing where everything's connected and you like drive from one thing to another. I think it's totally worth checking out Like for anybody who's uh, having that Diddy Kong Racing itch, wants to see what was better, and I think it was... Uh, it was the guys who did Uncharted, right? That did that originally. The development company, Naughty Dog. Yeah, yeah, it's they, they were Crash, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And who were the guys that did um did that game that I hate that uh Jack? That was uh it was it, that was Insomnia, right? Like a lot of the games uh, that was Insomnia. I think it was Crash. them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like a bunch of the they did the earlier 3D. They all kind of blurred together. Their, yeah, the earlier uh, plat- 3D platformer stuff became like the more mature PlayStation Three stuff later but no I'm, I'm excited about playing that um oh yeah i played time time spinner which is a game we really didn't get to mention that much last week but uh it's uh chucklefish's uh castlevania or metroidvania game and uh it's cool i, I like it a lot it's a uh, it looks really nice uh it's i think it looks better than bloodstained even though bloodstained's getting some decent reviews it's out for other systems but not switch yet yeah we'll have to talk about that next week but uh yeah no it's basically um this this girl has these two orbs that you throw. That's basically your whip, and uh, you end up going to different times. And that's kind of how you go through different castles. And it's trying to do its own version of uh, Symphony of the Night. I figured you would have picked this one up, Jeremy, just because of. Uh, I've been love, intrigued by it. Your love of Chucklefish in Castlevania. I know it seems like a perfect storm, and why don't I own it? Because it's mm-hmm. also not that expensive. But yes, yeah, I uh, I just don't know if I was ready for another Metroidvania, especially with. Bloodstained on the horizon, and oh yeah, yeah. I figured I'd really want to play that one for sure. So, and I just finished uh, the Meowtroid game, which I'm blanking on right now, even though I just played it recently. Gato Roboto. Gato Roboto. Yeah. Gato Roboto, man. But I definitely, I mean, if you feel it's, I guess once Bloodstained comes out, we'll see what happens because I do want to get the better of the two. Sure. That's the one I play. Yeah. Well, Bloodstained is twice the price of I know. time spinner but i think it might be longer i mean from what i can tell uh according to how how long to beat they're saying that the game's like five hours to get through time spinner is yeah but i don't know what the tally is for bloodstain but so far i like time spinner i think it's really cool i think it looks really nice you know i like the i prefer the 16 bit to like the 3d to the polygon yeah. 2d stuff which i'm sure you do as well so i do yeah but once i mean I've just, it's been kind of my go-to 
like I've, I've been, I was working a lot this week and when I just wanted to like t- chill out before I went to sleep, I would just play time spinner. And I actually did get, I did get stuck on it for a minute just because um you get this ability to like freeze time or to like, you basically change time to the future and everything that was there like becomes, becomes like rock. And I oh, okay. didn't realize that that's basically their version of freezing enemies. So you have to like freeze an enemy in a certain area and then jump on it to get to the next part. And I didn't figure uh, I didn't figure that part out, so I kind of got stuck in it for a minute. And I that's e- good to know for later. Yeah, and I even looked I even looked on uh, YouTube about it because I was like, because I got stuck like within like the first hour because it's really early that you get that, and I'm like, what am I not getting? And I'm like, oh okay, this is basically how you're freezing people, but it's a little more, it's definitely a lot more obscure than that. You know, it's kind of like oh well, I wouldn't. It's not like shooting somebody and putting them in a place. It's like basically like waiting for them to land there and then mm-hmm. freezing it. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is how you get to this part. So Now, is it, you know, like Symphony of the Night and that you gain experience points and you level up and you, do, you yeah. have equipment and all that crap? Yeah, you have, you have equipment, you level up. I, I think I'm level seven now, I think. You get items that unlock new areas? Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, you get power-ups, there's bosses. There's actually... um. I don't think this is in Symphony of the Night, but you get specific cards that open different doors. Like, I, th- I think that's... Did you have anything like that? Like keys almost, but in card form? I think there were different things that opened different types of doors. Oh, okay. That's how they... But they were still the same. They were barriers. They just looked different. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's the thing where you get like a... You get a card to open a door, and some doors will open and all that stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I got, and I got to a boss that killed me, so... Uh, you know <laughs> that type of thing, but but if you hit the uh, if you hit the L button, you do like the backslide thing, so that's in there. Which, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I think it looks great. I mean, everything, all reviews and stuff I've read about it have said it's a good game. It's just the thing about it is I also have not read anyone just like saying it's great. Sure, like you know, must have kind of game. Maybe that's kind of lame that I've gotten to that point about some just of the wait. games I've played, but <laughs> just wait till somebody like Reddit's about it. I mean, I've heard people talk about a lot of games that were must-have games that are definitely not must-have games. Oh, I know. That's for well, sure. I, I mean, hello, uh, Hollow Knight. What's up? <laughs> I looked at you know, I looked at different websites. And, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I looked at Metacritic and saw several different review scores, but it's just uh, I don't know if I'm ready to start a new Metroidvania, so I didn't buy it yet. Sure. Well, I think. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be something that I forgot about that I'll be mad about not not having on here next time. That's mostly what I've been playing. I mean, we talked we talked about the about the new NES releases. And I played a little bit of uh, Dragon yeah. Warrior and all that. But yeah, no, oh, you I, played you played Dragon Warrior? Or no, not Dragon Warrior. Uh, Double Dragon. I, I've I was been, like, wait, wait, is there something I didn't know about the, the <laughs> Famicom shop? Yeah, no, that would, that would be cool. I could maybe play through that one in Japanese. But no, I think that's what I've been playing. What, what do you guys? What do you guys got? Cool. Well, yeah, that's a good segue because uh, the thing I've mainly been playing, which I I'm pretty sure I said it correctly as my nickname, but um, I've been playing Chrono Trigger on the Super Famicom, and my goal has been to get as far as I can without looking for any help online. Now that really isn't that big of a deal <laughs> so far because I've played the game so many times that um, the few times I've gotten stuck, I've just stopped playing for a little while, and then I'll remember. Like just, I'll do be doing something else, and I'll pop into my head like, "Oh, I need to go the go get the hero medal and then bring it to the frog." You but know, you that was one thing I've forgotten. But can you? 
can you tell which what do you know the kanji for hero metal that's what i think where i would think it would be really get really complicated uh no i just remembered that from playing the game so many times that i just remembered like that's what happened so i'm playing it and I'm, and it's all just getting filled in in my head like how i remember it and so it's it's been a lot of fun like it's almost like i'm just ma- it's it's funny because it's almost like i'm making up the story in my head but i also know i'm not because i've played it before but can, i can't read what it says so but can I'm you still i'm still going through the cinematics in my uh-huh. head as it's playing and i'm like catching the mood of it based on the music and uh-huh. i'm seeing all the dot dot dots which you know those sure. are always important in RPGs when people are talking. But are you able to find like potions and stuff, or like, can you figure out which, which, yeah. uh, which like, w- what to cast, like for magic wise or whatever, yeah. or like uh, even with it took the, a while. It, it was a lot of tri- no, it was a lot of trial and error. Yeah. But I've gotten to the point where I can, yeah, I can see. And so when you go into your items menu. You can check out all your items and it'll show a description of them. And in the description, it'll say like, you know, a bunch of kanji and then like MP plus 50. And so I know what that does or, you know, HP plus 200. So I know what that does. Now, the problem is once you're in battle, you don't see the descriptions. So mm-hmm. you do have to go. You have to know where, where they are yeah. in your in- inventory. The way I've learned to do that is to have like. Um, I'll just start out by having like different number of each item and that's how i mark it like how i mark where they are mm. and so after a while oh, yeah, that yeah. sort of starts to yeah, fail because that. i because i use up the items sure you gotta remember but, uh, what the numbers but are then you just remember yeah what order they're on and then so like uh i can't remember what the if it, it's not called phoenix down but whatever that item's called in chrono trigger oh yeah um, yeah i don't remember i can't figure out how to buy that so the only way i've gotten that is just by getting it naturally but i currently don't have it i can't find it anywhere same with ether. Like I, I need uh, to get magic back, but I don't know where to buy it. Uh-huh. I know, I know where how to do tents. I figured out tents because they say HP MP, but they also like have, I don't know. There's one of the kanji that looks like a tent. Oh, okay. And I, I see that, and I don't know whether or not that's part of it or if I just think it looks like a tent. But huh. yeah, I don't know. I, I remember. But anyway, it's it's been fun. Like I've just been adapting in my brain, like seeing how far I can get, and so. Where, right now I'm at Magus. I just got to Magus for the first time. Oh shit! So you're you're pretty far then, right? I mean, I yeah. Mean, that's I mean, it says far I've that I would have got. It said I played six hours, and uh, I wonder how much of that time was like spent like Fucking kind around. of being idle for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I did I did kind of bumble through some of the boss fights too quickly, and then have to go back. I haven't had to grind yet, but. But you might. The thing, so the thing with Magus that's that that kind of is frustrating me, and why I got stuck on him, which I've only been I've only fought him three times. But he has this thing that he casts at the very beginning that determines like what his what weakness he has at that moment. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's either it's not just physical or magic attacks, but it's also like elemental. So mm. if you don't know what to do at the beginning and it's random, then you might just heal him at the beginning and then he attacks you and it just, it's bad. Hmm. So it's almost like I'm at a point where like, I just have to hope I randomly do the right thing first. And then after I do that, you can sort of kind of figure out how it changed from there. Cause every time he switches over, he casts a spell of that element or he does something else where he does. He, uh, he like does a hit point drain and then, you know, he switched to physical, 
so yeah anyway it's all just been trial and error and Mm. in that regard it's kind of annoying because i can't read what it says to describe what he's doing and uh since it's random i find i might have gotten to an impasse in that regard but it's kind of cool though right because you're experiencing the game in a different way you know that you never have before it's also just been fun to play it on the actual super nintendo like that's that's like that's the best part without a doubt that was an MGC purchase, right? The Chrono Trigger yeah. one? You no, I bought this on on eBay. Okay. But I think I, I pay less than $10 for it. Okay. Cause I was going to say, like, if they would have had, I was like, do I, I was like, did I get Chrono Trigger? I was like, I guess no. I didn't. Or maybe. I've seen it before, but it was always at one of the tables that would, like, be charging way too much for it. Oh, even for the Famicom version? Yeah. Hmm. So I just got on eBay and found this one, and it wasn't that expensive. I'm almost positive it was less than ten. Yeah, no, I believe but, it. Yeah, it, that's the great thing about fam about Super Famicom games is you can get them for like nothing. Like I, for a while there, I just bought a bunch of because you know I we talked about it before on the show, like how I sold a bunch of my Super Nintendo games that just because I was hard on cash at the time and it was really sad and I sold them for less than they were worth. But so I like rebought like Super Metroid and like F Zero and Yoshi's Island. And I bought all these games for like really cheap like around like the five dollar mark probably like a little bit more yep. or less and that's a great thing about super famicom games like and some of them like super metroid is all in english like so is f-zero like none of it's in japanese so it's like it's like really cool to, you can just get it and all you have to do is that real easy mod you know where you just pull those clips off and you're good to go i was saying mm-hmm. I, I and i know that you sold your chrono trigger as well jeremy so it's probably Ugh. Have it back. <laughs> I sold so mine. I sold mine too, man. It sucks. Yeah. I sold my Chrono Trigger and my Final Fantasy VI. Even though my Final Fantasy VI, the save battery was dead in it, so I didn't feel that bad. Yeah. But nope, I, I definitely put in my item description how pained I was to sell it, and that my save file was I was going to really miss it because I had gone New Game Plus so many times that yeah, just everything was just maxed out, and yeah, it was it was dumb, but it was fun. I had a, well, I mean, my save my save died, but I did have all nines on Final Fantasy VI before I before the save died on it, and and yeah. the, what really broke my heart actually was my Super Metroid because it had my like hour and a half playthrough, oh of, right, where I like beat it to see like Samus like in the in the you know in the swimsuit and all that, and and I had like a and I could like just plow right through it and see and it was and I tried and I tried so hard to do that as a teenager and that was like my save that was really important to me so like that. It's like the same same realm, you know. It's like, uh, it kills me to get rid of this. But anyway, that's been a lot of fun, and I would recommend doing it if you have any interest in. I don't think I don't necessarily feel like I'm learning Japanese, but I'm growing familiar with some of the symbols. So that has to be, you know, there has to be something there. That's how you start, right? I feel like that's how yeah. a lot of people start, just like learning what potion is or like. You know, for whatever game. And if I get all, yeah. and if I get all the way through this, I'm going to do uh, Final Fantasy VI next. Yeah. Because I, I I have that, and I mean I played through that not as much as Chrono Trigger, but I should be able to sort of find my way through it. But you know, at cer- a certain point, I'm going to need to look at a guide for Chrono Trigger. I just wanted to go as far as I could. So once you get to that fucking jerky part, man, <laughs> that part I was stuck oh, on yeah. for so long as a kid, where you got to find the jerky on the floor. Uh, maybe you can do it. I don't know. Because he, but I think yeah. I can't remember whether or not I said it last week or the week before. But Trey did give me a television. Um, 
It's a little tiny one. Oh yeah, and we have. I don't think we've talked about the CRT that I, that I delivered for our live show. Yeah, when so when Trey came to pick me up uh, before we headed to Indy from Urbana, where I live, uh, he brought his old uh, TV. It's like what, like a thirteen inch? It's a small one. But I thought it was like twenty. De- it's like around twenty. It's, def- it's definitely not that big. Oh, okay, I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> it's it's small. Yeah, it's perfect. It's the perfect size, and it fits right next to my uh, computer monitor on the shelf next to it, like perfectly. So I can just sit here at my computer and have my um, Super Nintendo going at the same time, and it's fun. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been playing more Tetris Attack because I have to get good at it. I mean, I I just need to keep training. Have you so, gotten Have you gotten a rematch with that guy yet? That's cool. No, you? I will though. The thing is that I just want to like make sure I'm sharpening up and not depending too much on random luck. Like I want to get better at the combos. So that's what I've been working on. But uh, other than my Super Nintendo, I've been playing Plague Knight on the Shovel Knight collection. And okay. uh, it's so weird. But I did get through the intro part and then I beat the King Knight, the very first boss. Hmm. And so I'm making some progress, but just the controls are so weird. And it, I mean, it's definitely going out of its way to subvert everything in Shovel Knight, which is actually pretty cool Uh because like you go to the town and they won't let you in. So you have to go underneath it and that's where your lair is. And like everything's the same. The levels are the same, but there'll be like certain areas that maybe that probably aren't the same that you can access as Plague Knight. And then you kind of get alternate paths through the level, but mm-hmm. you could also just go through it the normal way. So that's cool too. And then like, if you remember like all the relics you get, which are like the different power-ups pretty much. And it, when it, whenever you find one of those as plague Knight, it's just like, it's a rusty old relic. This is useless. Let's. And so you like trade it to someone for money or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, all the all the items you would get as Shovel Knight are just useless to you, and you just treat them like junk. Oh, and you give uh, the music sheets that you get when you collect those. It's like it's just paper. You give them to someone to write stuff on the back. Oh yeah, so like they're playing on the stuff that you got from Shovel Knight, and being like, yeah, oh no, this is this doesn't mean anything because yeah, that was because that one came like direct came out directly after. So they're like, oh, let's have fun with this. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Or it was I think Plague Knight's the third one? No, Plague Knight's the second one. Is it okay? Specter Knight's the third one. All right. Well, anyway, it's weird. Plague yeah. Knight's a weird game. Um, I think Specter Knight's better. I mean, I I had a hard time getting into Plague Knight, probably just because it came out so soon after yeah. Shovel Knight did that I was just like, uh, I don't like the controls of this. This is weird. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, yeah. it definitely feels like after you beat Castlevania, one of the Castlevania games, and you unlock the extra character. You know. And then you can sort of play through it, and like they'll they'll have different stats, and but generally you don't actually finish it the second time with that character. At least I don't. And that's sort of how I'm feeling about Plague Knight. I'm like, well, I don't know how far I'll actually get into this, but the whole there's a whole lot more to learn, and I don't completely understand it yet because there's a whole upgrade system based on potions, and you control your bombs by applying different traits to them, and all this crap. So. It, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll keep playing it on the bus and it'll click with me. You know, I finally did understand the jumping. The jumping took a while, but yeah, because you have to kind of like, don't you like do an explosion or something that will blow you up? Yeah, higher? it's like a timed explosion, and you have to be facing the right direction. And 
sometimes it'll just screw your, you'll screw yourself over and you can't get to a platform and you die. That happens to me a lot. Mm. But I did buy a couple games that uh, were on sale for E3, and one of them was Blossom Tales. I was playing that on Trey's Switch a long time ago, not long after he bought it, and uh, I really liked it, but I never, I, I never bought it until now. How and much? It's, it's, uh, how much on sale was it? I don't remember. It was, it was pretty cheap. Because yeah, sure, I, yeah, I, I should have written down what it was. It, it's fine. I was just curious. Because I don't remember, because I feel it was like less than 20 probably when it came out, right? Like for the regular Right, price. I think it was only like a $10 game, so it, I want to say it was sick. I got it for six. Mm. You're probably looking to see in my <laughs> bank balance. But um, I did. I bought that, and then I also bought uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, which was like three-something. I'm really interested to see what you think about that, but we can talk about Blossom Tales first. Oh, well, well, Blossom Tales I like. Uh, it's just, so far it's just like, directly a link link to the past or maybe even more like a link's awakening uh inspired game everything seems pretty polished for as simplistic as it seems at first and uh all the graphics are beautiful and then i'd say above all the presentation is definitely something that stands out to me uh because it's being told as a it's a grandfather reading a story to his grandchildren yeah that was actually that was my favorite part of it was that beginning where they're like where he's about to tell you the story of Link, and they're like, "Oh no, we've heard we've heard enough about that. Tell us the other one." Uh-huh. I thought that was funny. Yeah, and and it it's sort of like so if you save the game or whatever, if you leave it and then you come back to it, it'll it'll like start with the grandpa talking to the grandchildren and being like, "Yeah," and so then this happened, and it like gives you a little update of where you are in the game, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And then like I've only died once because I really wasn't. I think I was like I got a phone call or something, and I di- I died like. <laughs> Because the game's pretty easy otherwise. Mm. But uh, my character <laughs> died, and then the grandfather was just like, it just like snapped out. And they're like, Grandpa, wake up. He's like, I'm sorry. I was just drifting off thinking about one of my old war buddies that died. Now, I, now I'm crying or something like that. It's, it was really weird. Oh, wow. But it, was, but it was, yeah, it was like when you died in the game, it just equated to the, like, the grandpa having some sort of PTSD or something <laughs> like that caused him to like lose train of thought. So it's a very interesting game, um, but it's it's beautiful. A lot, it's very colorful. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that you're a, a chick. I can't remember what her name is. Her name's not Blossom, but the main character is a lady, and she's like just a knight. Like they don't make a big deal out of it. It's just like she's one of the knights. You know, it's not like people are like, oh, you're beautiful or anything like that. But yeah. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, so far, it just feels very inspired by, like I said, Mostly, I would say Link's Awakening, it, and I know that was inspired by Link to the Past, but it feels more like the Game Boy game than the mm. Super Nintendo game. Sure. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. So, yeah, I think I think I'm finally starting to kind of get it. I I couldn't get it, man. Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't understand. Like, I know it wants you to be on rhythm, but I don't see any difference from being on rhythm and not being on rhythm. All right, have so you, one have thing you figured that out. You lose your multiplier. That's all I can figure out. Mm. Which causes you to get less stuff or something, maybe. Less, I don't know. Less points. Right? I. Yeah, less points. But you're trying to like rack up gold too, and then you're trying to get diamonds. So I was reading about this game, and it was like saying something about how you could like stock up on diamonds before you go to the shop. But 
every time I lose and I, I want to retry, it says you'll lose your diamond. So I have to leave and go back to the shop. Mm. And then when I try to go back to the level, it says if you go back to the level, you lose your diamond. <laughs> so like I keep like having to spend the one I get. Yeah. I finally almost got two. I didn't quite get two, but I was close to getting two. And then I died, and I was like, well, am I going to have one again if I restart? And I didn't. I had zero. Mm. So I don't really get that. Because I thought there was some way to just like keep playing and you like stock up before you go back to spend it, but it kind of seems like maybe you just have to be able to get through all, the whole series of levels and collect as many of those diamonds as you can because there's like permanent upgrades because it's like a roguelite. There's some upgrades that are permanent, but most of them are not. Most of them are temporary. And uh, one thing that's confusing about it is like this is one of the ultimate editions or whatever. So with everything unlocked the way it is. If you don't know how the game works, it, it 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 it's kind of overwhelming. All these like different options. Yeah. Does it? But does it make you want to play the Cadence of Hyrule at all? Uh, maybe eventually. I'm really gonna have to understand this one because obviously it's gonna be similar in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, I, I and this one is yeah. way cheaper. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, I I mentioned it last week, but it really bummed me that they. Because I paid like the full price for it, and and now it was like three dollars, and I was like, uh. But yeah, no, I was having a really hard time like figuring out like the rhythm and just figuring out what to do with it. And I, I watched some videos of uh, Cadence of Hyrule just to like get an idea of like how much Zelda it is. I'm like, do they go to dungeons and stuff? And I don't know. It still just kind of looks like Crypt Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I'm like, uh, I couldn't really get into that. Because it one, is, so I don't know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, what it's, what it is, so what I read it is um, there's an overworld, and that is randomly generated, but it's only that only happens once, and that's when you start the game. So you've got your own unique overworld, but it's it's persistent. But each of the dungeons is randomly generated every time you enter it, so it's like the same okay. in that regard as the the crypts and crypt of the necrodancer. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm starting to get it. One of the, so the important thing. When it comes to fighting enemies is that every single one of them has a different way they work and they have to stop before they can attack you. So you have to time it to where you land next to them as they're moving and then you attack them before they're able to stop and attack you. So since every enemy has kind of a different pattern of movement, the best way to do it is to learn each one individually, which I actually unlocked a tutorial mode by rescuing a guy and he lets you like go against each enemy individually until you can sort of figure out how they move. Hmm. So I've been doing that a little bit. That's been helping. But I still am not getting very far. I'm still only getting to the second part, and then I die. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of about where I was. But I beaten the dragon one time. I was proud of myself for that. Well, there you go. I mean, do you... Uh, there's, this, there's this yellow bat that's killed me a couple times, and I've killed him once. Mm. Damn those yellow bats. I mean, do you like the music? Like, does it feel well, like, like, I don't know. Yeah, Big Bat or something. Uh, the music's great. Yeah. I mean, so I, I did mention at the, the, the intro of the show, I said, uh, is it over yet? The shopkeeper is singing. If you're uh, in the shop or anywhere near the shop during certain parts of the music, the, shop king or, the shopkeeper starts singing, and it's hilarious because he's, like, super operatic. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, s- remains stationary, like, next to his, his, uh, his wares or whatever. But his mouth's moving like in a super animated way, and his voice is very highly reminiscent of um, the opera 
voice in a uh, in a uh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, nice! The just way da, more, you know, way da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, way more timber, way more like I don't know. It sounds way better, but the vocal qual- like style of that opera it just reminds me so much of of that. So that part really had me smiling the first time I witnessed it because I kind of heard I heard the vocals. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I played this level a couple of times. I don't remember the vocals, but I was next to the shop. So even if you're not in it for a certain range outside of the shop, you can still hear him singing. So I went inside and his mouth was moving. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is hilarious. Nice. And is it over yet? Because it's hard, but it's not that hard. I think eventually I'll learn how the bad guys move if I keep playing it, which, man, I don't always stay on task well i looked up a cadence of hyrule and i think that only takes like it's like pretty quick to get through i think somebody like sped run it in like 40 minutes or something like that so there might not be that much of i'm a interested in it for the music dancer. but at the price i just will uh, i'm just gonna wait yeah 20 well 25 is pretty high but you can unlock yeah. extra people or whatever i've, I've just been kind of like poking around youtube a little bit on it just to see like where it's what it's about and what's extra to it. But there's so much stuff coming out this week that it's kind of like, it's definitely on the back burner for me. Same. And I'm just like, honestly, I just want to play super Nintendo until Mario maker two comes out, but that's me. I don't recommend that for everyone else, but that's pretty much all I've been playing. Hey, go for it, man. That's the life. I'm super excited for Mario maker two. I almost like don't want to buy games, but those two were so cheap. I, I bought them. Yeah, sure. What have you been playing, John? Well, I got NBA 2K19. You finally, uh, finally got it downloaded, the 30 gigs? Full 30 I gigs. did. Yeah, that I is did, a huge yes. Yeah. It took, uh, I, I'm, I think it took like six hours to download the initial file. And then like when I got the game up and you know, ready to go, I, I started it. And then it was like, oh, there's more, right? more update. Yeah. <laughs> it was like three hours. Yeah, no, I, I I saw that. I actually saw that online somewhere, and I was like, oh, wait, there's more than 30 gigs? Fuck that. I was like, there's no way. It'd be hard enough for me to get 30 gigs worth of space well, on my card. Yeah, you know, I would say the, for, for $3, for me, it might be one of the, the best values for like a $3 game that I've gotten, at least in a long time. I, I mean, that I is true. Ever, but yeah. it's, there's so much packed into that game. That's a lot um, of games. Yeah, and I can I can see why because, well, I I think I've barely scratched the surface on it. I've maybe played it about four or five hours this week. But um, have yeah, you just you know what what have you what have you played on there? Like just like regular quick matches, or how is how is it set up? Well, there's that. The main thing I've been doing is the story mode, which is actually really impressive. Oh, cool! Um, oh, cool! Because there's this whole campaign where you can um, you. you you do do a create a character thing and everything. Like you can even take your picture with your phone and scan it into the game and all that. Mm, wow. Um, but then there's like a big movie. I mean, it's, that's really what it is. It's like a, a actually a pretty good story, pretty well thought out and everything. Um, where you're starting off as like a, um, it's like a rookie you know, like a junior league. Not, not even that. You're like, you're like in the, I don't know what they call it in the NBA, like the field team or whatever. You know, the, the second or third tier team mm. and you have to work your way up. Um, you start out actually in China. Oh, okay. Um, like you're in the, so you're like playing farm team or whatever they call it. Like where they, yeah. Like well, the like smaller you're playing teams. In the China, 
you start out in the Chinese league and there's sort of this story going on where uh, it sounds like an old college teammate, like he got into the NBA, but you didn't and you're playing in China and you're unhappy and all that as you have to play well and sort of graduate up through the ranks. You go from the China team to the you know, second tier or third tier NBA team, whatever it was. Mm. And I haven't yet gotten into the NBA, but that's sort of, it seems like that's the whole push of the thing is to finally make your way into the NBA. Sure. Um, well, then you have a normal season after that. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to keep playing and see, but I will say that the story is surprisingly compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's really well done. Um, is there anything about like individual actions within games? Like if you foul somebody, like maybe they'll like have a talk with you afterwards or something. There's like, I guess kind of, kind of the opposite. There's like stuff that happens in the movie that, that influences what you need to do in the game. Oh. Like you have a beef with a certain guy. You're on this new team. You have a beef with this guy and like you have to outscore him. So not only do you have to try and win the game, but you have to outscore your teammate. Mm. Uh, um, but then there's other cool things in there, which it's not just like, it's not just like they took the exhibition mode and slapped the movie on it. Cause you actually, the whole perspective of your play, the way you play changes. You're not doing the side view of the court. You're actually like down there on the court Yeah, and you can only control, you know, whereas in any other sports game, you can kind of swap between players. You can only control your player because it's your story, your, your guy, right? Mm-hmm. You can make calls. So now you can like make, I mean, you can, you can still do sort of call the shots a little bit. Because it's a video game, they want to make sure you feel like you're in control and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, I can like call for a pass, right? If my teammates don't respect me, they'll just ignore me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you got to so earn their like, respect, so they'll pass to you, right? Yeah. Gotta- so I can't just like call for passes all the time because then they, it just gets ignored. Mm. Um, so that seems to be like the major focus of the story mode, which is really interesting. That you have to try and like build your camaraderie with your teams and mm-hmm. be a good team player. And you, it's not just about win, win, win. Do you get to pick your team like from the beginning? Like how does that work? Or, or do you get offered stuff from different teams? Like as you're in the low tier or whatever, like, do you say like, I'm going to play, I want to play for like the bulls or something like that. Or that, does that happen later in the story? I don't know. I, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but what, what happens is that sort of it, after each game, there's a little loading screen that indicates what teams are sort of interested in you, mm. what teams are watching you. Well, what team are you playing for right now? Like, what is like right what now, is your main character on? Trying, like, when you start? I remember, he's he's on. Um, is it like super minor league, or is it like a real? Yeah, team? it's not like a notable, not like a known team. I don't, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I don't know sports that well or basketball that well, but it doesn't seem like it's a known team to me. But I will say they put a lot of effort into the story mode. And like you even have some Hollywood actors in there, like Anthony Mackie is in there. Oh, uh, okay. Michael Rappaport, Haley Joel Osment plays your social media guy. Oh boy! <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's like a whole other aspect is you have to try and like win fans on social media and everything. You're oh, not wow. gonna like hearing this, John. What I'm about oh, to yeah. say. Oh no. So I've been hearing for years that a lot of people have been saying that sports games have been turning into RPGs, and you're starting to play an RPG. Uh... Oh no. Yeah, no, uh, that that podcast that we love, Axe of the Blood God, uh, Kat Bailey talks about that a lot, uh, uh, her love for uh, sports games and RPGs, because it's all about stats in the end. Both of them are very very similar. 
and if you're doing stuff to build camaraderie, that's stat based too. Yeah, I well, that I like to add the one. Well, that's a fire emblem thing too. The camaraderie, like that's like uh, having your characters next to each other and like building camaraderie and, or not. Yeah, and if you're talking to J- Haley Joel Osment, I mean, you're playing a role there too. Oh, the no. role of talking to Haley Joel. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to dead game. Oh no! Or he's talking. Are, are you dead? Then since he's talking to you. That's the twist. <laughs> oh, come on. He's done other things. I was going to say, he's come a long way since Tusk. You know, he's, uh, he's, <laughs> in, he's in a better place now. Honestly, the only other thing Kevin Smith's best movie of all time, Tusk. He was in that. Yeah. I saw him and uh, he was on Comedy Bang Bang. He's like a regular in the TV show. Well, he's on the podcast too, but his character is always pretty funny. Mm. I mean, yeah, he was a, yeah, he was a character in that awful movie that we should have never saw in the theater, but. You know, <laughs> I've, yeah. No, yeah, that's that's just one mode of the game. There's like, you know, obviously you can play a whole season. There's like, um, there's like a like a coaching management section which I haven't got into. I don't really understand it, but I, I take it that's more like a strategy kind of thing. Sure, yeah. yeah. No, a lot of games have that. I, even on the Super Nintendo, there were like some that had coaching. I never got it because I don't know sports that well. But and then, as far as like the actual gameplay, like having not played a sports game in a long time, I'm surprised and, you know, kind of pleasantly. So it's sort of almost like a fighting game. The way the controls are, there's just like so many different maneuvers you can do. Uh And if you twist the stick this way or that way, it's going to like, you know, bounce pass or overhead pass or whatever. So I can see how, if you really want to get into it, like you can really, really get into it. How, how Um, How hard is it to do free throws? Have you done that yet? That's just the classic meter filling thing. We have okay. to time the meter, right? I always wonder because I feel like every basketball game I've ever played has had a different way to do free throws. And so it's it's like it's like doing the kickoff in football, where it's like always kind of different depending on what I like to and double dribble, do. where there's like there's like a halo on top of the yeah on top of the rim, and you'd have to shoot when it like touched the rim. Yeah, you have to stop it. Double dribble. Well, there was a double so, dribble. <laughs> I think it was like the X, the uh, GameCube ones. There was one where you had to like, where you had to like hold down both of the triggers like in a certain way, and it was so weird. Like, I always wonder because I, I think that it's like if the free throw game is good, then maybe it'll be all right. I don't know. <laughs> the other thing that I have to say before we move on is that the commentary is like, I don't know, it's kind of blowing me away. Mm. Like, is a friend? Know, is, it, is it like friend of the show Tim Kitzrow? Does it sound like him? Like, uh. Is it the shoes no, it's, and it's like, nothing but nylon and all that? <laughs> no, it's like full conversations. It's like throughout the whole game, the guys are talking just like they would in a regular uh, basketball game. Mm. Uh, like you're watching on TV. Sure. But everything is, it's it's like almost seamless. There's certain points where you can kind of hear like, oh, that didn't sound quite right together, this and that. But for the most part, you feel like, they're actually commenting on what you're doing in the game. Mm. And well, it only happened once that throughout in one game that I heard the same comment twice. Okay. The games are like, like probably 30 minutes long each. Mm. If you play one game. So that's like really impressive to have all that dialogue go all throughout and you don't hear any repeats and you don't feel like it's like just canned dialogue. It's just really, really, uh, I don't know. I would, I would like to see how they pulled that off. Just lots and lots of, uh, that's why there's I so guess. many gigs. Yeah. Yeah. 
I honestly think most of it went into the dialogue. Mm. Well, how how does it look? Like, does does it look okay? Like, uh, I mean, how does it play? Like, have you played it in handheld and like on TV and all that? I haven't, how- I haven't played it in handheld. I've been playing it on the TV. Yeah, but it looks really good. Um, you know, to the point where I I think like, you know, if, if you were watching it on a big TV and like you walked in the room, you might for a second think that it was a real game. Yeah, it looks really, really good. And there's a funny moment in the story mode that I just remembered now that you mentioned it. But you're, um, as I said, you're kind of like jealous of your friend who made it into the NBA. There's one point where he comes uh, to China and visits. Um, well, he, he's playing against you and all that. But you get a moment in the bar afterward where you're sitting together, you're kind of having like a real talk and everything. And then you look over the corner and you see an old 2K game, like an arcade game. And they're like, oh, remember when they used to play that game, whatever? And then you actually sit down with your friend and you play the first NBA 2K oh, nice. with, like, the old Dreamcast graphics. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I, It's really, really cool. Yeah, no, I love that stuff. Like, I would have really enjoyed that. Maybe I should have got it for $3. Damn it. Well, didn't have the space. No, that, so you got to think, like, I mean, these games have been iterated upon each other for years and years, and mm-hmm. they always make it crap ton of money so these are big budget games yeah for and, then, like the, and then they're iterated on each other every year so they've had time to work out kinks and it's been like a work in progress so yeah, yeah you're, you, even like you, a, you got you got a three dollar you only paid three bucks but you got a lot of game there i mean it's a full-on 60 dollar game for three bucks yeah. and they did that sure. because the next one's like on the horizon right like the next yeah. one's just coming right out yeah so you know there's even like a there's even a show on the game, I gotta like figure out exactly what this is or whatever. But there's like live video, and I think it's like a a, a show that you can kind of tune into hmm. every week or something like that. But it's in the game, and it's like you're watching these two people like give the 2K update and all that. Hmm. And so they were talking about, oh, you know, be sure you get this net for 2K20, which is coming just around the corner. But it's like, man, they really. This is like a whole little cottage industry in one game. Just all the different things that they do on there, and they have a, like a TV show in the game about 2K. So, John, are you? Would you say you're into like? Do you watch basketball? Is that something you? Not at all. You find interesting? No. Okay, cool. Because I was wondering, like, I hadn't really ever heard you talk. Because isn't it? Isn't no, it almost I don't like play sports? Is isn't it like the the playoffs now for basketball? Isn't something going on? I think so. Like that? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I think it's usually in June. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch no sports. I'm, just, I'm not into sports, but the one that I was into as a kid was basketball, also soccer, yeah. but mostly basketball. Yeah, I think baseball is the one that I generally know the most about what's going on, but that's mostly because of the people I work with. They like baseball. Yeah, I think I think I it's one of the most with. boring ones. Like that, the baseball like is always golf. on TV. If there's if there's <laughs> a baseball game on, it's always on TV at my job. So. Well, I mean, yeah, they they have games like every day practically. Seems like I don't know. Yeah, I was curious about it a little bit, but I was just like, eh, I don't know. But I don't no, after I, like after getting that FIFA game, John, that you actually gave me. Um, after spending all that time downloading it, which my internet's abysmal, it took like a couple of days to download it. Um, I barely played it, and it's not that I didn't think that there was a lot to it. I guess maybe because there was so much to it, I got uh, like uh, overwhelmed. Oh sure, yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna come back to it. And then I didn't. And by the time I booted up my PS4 again, that's when I got Red Dead. And then I was like, oh, wait, I got to make space for this. 
Yeah. I had, and I had to delete to delete FIFA, so <laughs> I really only played it like twice, which well, I feel bad about. Yeah. But I mean, I just couldn't get into it. That's right. I, I got that thing for free from a friend anyway. I mean, soccer in itself is something I don't really watch or understand. And I do remember on top so of that. My cousin's really into baseball games and uh, like, you know, the modern ones on, you know, that would be, you know, something in the same vein as NBA 2K. And one thing he really got into is the mini game within it where you actually trade baseball cards Hmm. and you put them on like an auction site, almost like eBay and you use in-game money to like, to like bid on them and stuff. And it's crazy how into it he got. Like, I don't think he was spending real money, but there's just this whole economy and like it had to do with how you could level up the players within your uh, team too, I think, but really interesting stuff. I don't know. I could see getting hooked on one of these sports games and never coming back. That's that uh, scares me. That's Rob, right? Yeah. Cause I, so this is like, I remember when the GameCube came out and we were playing like smash brothers on it. And yeah. I remember Rob saying like, Man, I can't wait to see what the baseball games look like on this system. <laughs> He's been playing baseball games. No, he totally said yeah. that when the Smash Bros. Yeah. game came out. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe they'll look cool. But, dude, this game looks great. <laughs> like, I don't, I just, my mind would have never gone to that. Be like, oh, man, they're doing great with Star Wars. But what about baseball? Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with that. <laughs> you know, like Rebel, like Rebel Assault and Smash Bros. and all that. But we so now showed know. That's with the baseball bit. Yeah. <laughs> We know now, being like, you know, as observant of the industry as we have for as long as we have, it's best to have as wide of an audience as possible so that your system stays alive and it keeps getting new games. Sure, yeah. And I don't I don't think I ever played, and I was saying, I don't think I ever played a baseball game on GameCube. Well, no, no, I did. It was, I did. was I, the Biggs, right? I played Sluggers. No, Biggs was on Wii. Oh, was it? No, but, no, but I, have, I have Mario. I have the Mario Baseball game on, on on GameCube, so I did play that one. But okay. that was like at the tail end of the system. Sluggers. Yeah. But yeah, no, it sounds pretty cool, actually. It seems like you get... I mean, it's a full $60 game at $3, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's I'm, hard, I'm it's actually hard to argue glad with you that. bought it, John, because I was super curious, too, and it was good to hear, and now it's like, oh, maybe I kind of wish I bought it, but it would also be interesting to hear you as you play more about it and wonder if I would actually want to get into one of these basketball games eventually. I would think that this was probably a pretty big hit, bring it down to three bucks, and I think that as soon as 2K20 comes out, I bet they're gonna dump this one down to three bucks again. So they yeah, might look out for it. I would say, well, I mean, or maybe they, even find it physical somewhere. I saw a it's a uh, oh yeah, physical. You would probably be easier to find cheaper. I saw it was number one on the uh, on the downloads on the eShop, obviously because you know price Sweet. point. <laughs> that's that's how you that's how you rule the eShop. Well, the other game I got was my friend Pedro, as a reference to my my nickname. So you're uh, excited. Uh, you're pretty excited about this game. You've been talking about this since they first showed it two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah as soon as it well, as soon as they showed it last year, I was like, I gotta buy this game. It, it looked too cool. Like it looked really cool. Um, and I only played it for about maybe a half an hour today. Just didn't get the chance to, but. My impression is that it's like uh, somebody said this. Actually, I think it's appropriate. It's it's like Max Payne was made into a 2D game. Oh no! And, really? <laughs> yeah. And so, 
but you're also like running around doing acrobat acrobatics, like jumping off walls and like, um, you have the ability to, to, you're moving around with one stick and then you're aiming with the other stick, just like in the, you know, a first person shooter, but it's, it's a 2D game. And so now you can like lock on one target with one hand and then you aim your stick with the other hand and you aim at the other target and you're shooting in two directions at once and you're flipping upside down. And yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty wild, pretty fun. Um, do, do all the different characters, do they all fall in a different way every time you kill them? Wasn't that like one of the big claim of fames for uh, Max Payne? Oh, I don't remember that. No, that was that was what you were trying to sell me on that game when you were like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, it looks so dumb. And you're like, no, every time you shoot them, they all fall a different way, man. Oh, Max Payne? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like ragdoll physics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never got into that game. Some early usage of that. Right, yeah. so I think that was the first game that had time manipulation in it. Well, like, yeah, that, well, that, that, that was the first. Like bullet time, or what do you mean? I guess, yeah, you yeah. call it bullet time. I don't know if that's what they called it, but I mean, this was way back. The, I remember Nick playing Max Payne when he was my roommate at Lincoln College or Lincoln Christian College. So this yeah. was like either my freshman year or my, no, it was the second half of my freshman year. He was playing that game and like, yeah, it looked interesting. I mean, he was really into it, but I never played it. And actually, so you, the way kind of an aside but the way i ended up finding that american idol game that i have on my uh on my uh on our youtube is because it's made by the same company that ported max Payne to the game boy advance so they actually have a, like a fully 3d kind of version of max Payne on the game boy advance uh, oh yeah i remember that yep. anyway yeah i got really into that game back in the back in the day max Payne. i think max Payne 2 i also played but um yeah and then my friend pedro i'd recommend it it's um it's it's more about uh, style over challenge. As far as when you're going on the uh, like the normal mode, it was pretty easy to just blast through. Like it's not really about you know can I make it to the end of the level because uh, you get to the end of the level and you know more often than not I got a, a C rating at the end. Um, it's more about trying to get to the uh, get your best rating as far as is uh, doing things the most stylishly that you can. And C, by the way. Uh, stands for come on so they kind of like egg you on like oh you can do better <laughs> and your little banana friend like he makes a funny face like he's like shocked that you didn't do that well so um they want you to try and pick up the style in this game that's what it's all about so it's kind of like uh what was it like floor kids sort of where you can get through <laughs> it no matter what but it's all about like what move you can do i guess I had a great See, soundtrack i, I, I like am it. interested how was yeah, it it was, I was on I was on the normal difficulty, by the way. I think if you want to ramp it up, it seems like a game where you can ramp it up and you know, the game can kick your ass. But I was just flying through and having a good time. You feel like you're you know, a, a ninja or, you know, whatever you want. Um you're like doing acrobatics all around and stuff and it's very satisfying in that yeah, way. For sure. And it was uh and it it was like twenty, right, full and like with the I the think sale I was like 20, 18, yeah. something like that. You bought it on the sale, oh, yeah. right? No, I bought it on sale, right? I bought yeah. it on sale. Yeah, on the early sale. Yeah, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff happening that I forgot. Yeah, that came out on the 20th. I forgot that, that was out already. That was uh, some highlights from uh, indie stuff. Well, uh, is that all you've been playing? That's all I've been playing, yes. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about more stuff. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
that 30-second forward button. Tired of hearing ads on here? Well, if you donate to patreon.com slash Podcast at the $5 level, you can get rid of the ads. You can listen to the new episodes ad-free, and you can hear all of the secret stuff that we've been doing on there. Also, I'll put the Drunk Monday episodes on there as well, so you just have one RSS feed to hear everything that you want to hear from the Nintendo Main Podcast Network. What are you waiting for? Go there now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, where you can hear new podcasts the way God intended them to be. With no ads and a higher bit rate, you'll even get to hear the episodes earlier than the free feed. Check it out. It's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it and the, the bean popped out of the top, but the vine didn't grow out. Oh, I guess it must be a podcoin. Wait, what is podcoin? Well... Podcoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like, you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main, or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points. You get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast, and you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo Main. And you'll start with 300. It's Nintendo Main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. cover the final day of e3 last week there uh we did day one and two for nintendo but day three they did some indie stuff and there was actually some pretty cool shit that they showed that i want to talk about real quick here i feel kind of bad because i I said a lot of shit against uh ukulele the 2d game and it actually looks pretty cool from what i saw of it i don't know if you watched any of that or not jeremy i did not so ukulele is kind of like a 2D version of uh, a Breath of the Wild, weirdly enough. Oh, really? Yeah, no, you can go – so the game is called uh, – yeah, Ukulele in the Impossible Layer. And basically uh, – so there's an overhead map where you can go from like level to level and all that. And you can go to the Impossible Layer whenever you want to. Like you can go straight there just like you would like go straight to Ganon in uh, Ocarina in, – uh, not Ocarina, in um, Breath of the Wild. You can go to the Impossible Lair whenever you want and try to play that. And it'll record the amount of times that you've died and, like, how far you've gotten and all that. And the way the game works is, like, you basically play... You play other levels to make yourself stronger to get to help you get farther into the Impossible Lair. So each uh-huh. level, you beat it, you get a B that is basically, like, another hit point to you. So, like, the B will basically sacrifice itself for you when you're in the Impossible Lair... And you can get a total of, like, 48 of them, I think, Wow! to help you get through the layer. And the layer has no checkpoints. There's no uh, – so you die, you go all the way back to the beginning no matter what. So the idea is, like, you go and you play other levels and you build up your 
your hit points to where and then the bees will do anything for you like if you if you fall into a hole they'll pull you out of the hole or like if somebody attacks you they'll block the attack for you they will basically take what any sort of way that you will die so if you go and complete all the other levels you'll have 48 extra ways to die aside from your regular way to die to help you get through the impossible layer and all that I thought that was really cool. I had never really heard about something like that as a 2D game. So it actually intrigued me after watching the the uh, little playthrough that they did of it. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty tight. And there isn't actually – there's not actually 48 levels. You actually play – I think there's only like 24 and you play through them twice, like different ways. Like there's like mm-hmm. a vertical and a horizontal way, I guess, that you play in there. So there's a lot of different shit that you can do. But it looks – I mean, it looks pretty smooth and I felt kind of bad because I – talk shit on it because of ukulele being bad because i think i feel like i watched it right before i edited yeah i did and then i edited the episode and i was like oh man i said so much shit about this game this game is actually really cool from what i saw of it so yeah no i'm i'm on board totally for ukulele and the possible layer it sounds like a really interesting game and i feel like they really learned a lot from their first outing in the 3d version of ukulele where it's like well, why don't we just make it 2D and make it work this way? And and mm-hmm. like having the bees that help you out and all that, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the Jinjos. Is that what they were called? Those guys from uh, Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. That if you found all of them, they helped you in the final boss and all that? Yeah. it's kind. Of, I feel like it's like a better realization of that, I guess. Where like what if you – what if all the guys that you had like helped you through the entire – the entirety of the final level, you know? And I think that's really cool that you can just go there right when you start the game. You can just go, go straight to the last level and just try to get through the whole thing. And apparently they, they throw every enemy at you, of course, that you will meet through the game. So like, so if you haven't played levels that they were in before, you, might, you won't know, necessarily know how to defeat them, you know, but they will. So playing through all these other levels will give you the knowledge of how to, you know, how to defeat them without getting killed and all that. Hmm. That sounded cool. I mean, if the price is right, you know, if it's around like 20 bucks, I mean, I'd, I buy most games for twenty dollars, so if it was twenty bucks, I'd totally check it out. But from what I saw of what they played on the indie day, I was like, "Man, this looks really tight." I'm digging it a lot. Well, you know, they might still be able to do something incredible. I mean, with the flop that was ukulele, I wish them the best, and hopefully, it's good. Yeah, because it would be nice to see that team. I mean, that's a that's a powerful team of people. Oh, and uh, and what's his face? Um, Grant Kirkhope is still on the soundtrack, also. Yeah. So just doing a full new soundtrack for that, which is another reason to check it out. I don't know. Like I, like I he's said, he's also super. He is also, yeah. I think we've already said this before, but composing a an all new track for uh, Smash Brothers. I figured he was doing a few. Yeah, I mean a few. Yeah, because I mean, well, like when Joker came on there, though. I mean, I guess they weren't recomposed, but they they did have like five or six Persona songs on there when they added Joker and all that stuff. So. I was yeah, uh, strip, make a new one. So he was pretty excited on Reddit right after the announcement mm-hmm. um, at E3. Yeah, some on Twitter, and he said he was crying and all that. Oh, I <laughs> love music. But anyway, yeah, uh, I'll play it. <laughs> I'll try it out on your system if nothing else. Mm. Yeah, no, I was just uh, I after watching it played, I was like, yeah, you know what, this sounds cool. I mean, from what from what it looks like, I think it would be around like twenty dollars, and I would totally throw money down for that. Like we say many times before, uh, you know, if there isn't a whole lot else out at the time, and uh, you know, it all depends on the release date. Like if they throw it on the same day as like Link's Awakening or something like that, then there's probably you're not you're not going to get it. You know, 
mm-hmm. or any of those, or like Dragon Quest Eleven or something like that. You know, you don't want to put it then. But I mean, but no, I was it, it turned me around. The, the watching them play it, I was like, oh okay, I'm into that. So they did. They also did a play of Rad, which I thought was awesome. The Double Fine game that's uh-huh. coming out to Switch, which I've I was intrigued by Rad when I first saw it. And uh, so it's it's a roguelite, of course. Um, I didn't know that until a while after watching the video. But so you basically you have a town that you stay at, and you're basically you go out into the wilderness. When you leave the town, that's what's procedurally generated and all that. And as you go out there, you'll get different things that will mutate you in different ways that will make you. It's 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 a lot like Dead Cells, where like you get a different weapon every time you leave, and you know you try to come back before you die and you can upgrade the town and then if you die later the, the town will stay upgraded and that type of thing so it's very much about like exploring but getting back before you get killed and upgrade your shit so then your next time that you go out will be a little bit easier but it's a it's it's funny it's a super funny game like every time you pause it says pause but it says it in a different way every time which is i thought was interesting <laughs> like sometimes it's like pause or it's like pause you know like it's yeah, they 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 recorded a bunch of different ways just to be silly, you know. Like, it reminds me of the old of the old days of Super Nintendo, where like, uh, or no, but there was that NES with the Battletoads where you pause it and it's like, mm-hmm. dit, 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 dit. or like, yeah, that's how they had, that's yeah. actually how they announced the new Battletoads was starting off with that. Beat. Oh, nice. Well, Street Fighter did it too, where it's like, yeah, yeah, hur, hur, you know, whenever you whenever you pause it and then make mm-hmm. noise and stuff like that. But no, it looks uh, it looks super intriguing. Uh, it's supposed to be like post-apocalyptic, so you find stuff that don't mean anything, but now it means something in the future. Like you use floppy disks as currency. I thought that was funny. Like the old, like you know, the old disks from way back when for computers, and you know, you you get to trade that in for shit. You also collect tapes and stuff to uh, cassette tapes to to give to people. There's uh, daily challenges, like each you know each day, which was another thing that Dead Cells did. Where it's like, hey, if you do this, you can unlock extra shit. And weirdly enough, if you pre-order it, you get like Pac-Man costumes. I thought that was kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> I guess they did somehow. Some... Namco threw their hand in here. Yeah, they must have done some sort of agreement with Namco because yeah, if you if you pre-sale it, you get like ghost costumes and and Pac-Man costumes and stuff like that that you can wear. But you're and and yeah, you're basically the weapons that you get is your body mutating in a certain way. To like do a different thing, like your leg will like turn into a gun, or your arm will turn into a gun, or a knife, or whatever, and that's how you do it. And it looked it looked fun. Like it, I don't know. It looked fun when I saw it in the uh, in the indie showcase, and it was really cool to see it again. And yeah, it's this another one that I'm on board for. So I actually watched the uh, Psychonauts two panel, yeah, uh, with Tim Schafer, and that was more like tied into the Xbox. Because as we as we know now, Microsoft owns Double Fine now. It's exclusive, right? Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts well, 2 no. is. Well, Psychonauts 2 might be. But yeah, but not, not rad, obviously. Right. Obviously, these other games are not, but they're still... Microsoft is still... Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some like deal-stricken that games before Psychonauts 2, like if they started development, they're not exclusive. Yeah. I don't exactly know, but Tim Schafer seemed like he was in really good spirits about it because he's been through the ringer as a developer. Like, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's crazy to think like this laid into like all this stuff happening with him, like getting to this cult status 
with his games, like he's finally getting bought out by Microsoft now. Mm. Well, they and, need uh, they need something. They, they he's really, set. They really do. He's set now, and so yeah, it's actually funny because the uh, um, the presentation had Jack Black on it, and uh, it was just it was just Tim Schafer and Jack Black sitting there answering questions, and it was mainly because Jack Black did Brutal Legend. With yeah. Him. But well, I, I guess they're actually friends, and they've known each other for a long time. And yeah, I heard they were. It all had to, it all yeah. had to do with Jack Black playing Psychonauts back in the day, and like really loving it. And he ended up meeting him, and then he did voices. So he's doing like uh, a character that's like a disembodied brain in the Psychonauts too. Hmm. And I think that that could be pretty funny. There's going to be music involved too. Sure. Was was there any mention of Rad in that? Uh presentation because no. i don't there wasn't i, I don't remember them mentioning it even once yeah i was gonna say i don't know if it's an exclusive well it's probably like it's probably like what we've been seeing a lot lately like a switch and pc right like or yeah. The, yeah which is cool i like that i like this whole like switch and steam release thing where it's like hey well and then microsoft and do you want to make PC money or kind of sim- yeah. like xbox and pc are simultaneous too yeah all of their releases are on pc so everything's kind of yeah I just like that. I, I thought it was cool that the Switch made it to the level of Steam, where it's like, hey, you can make money, you can make as much money on Switch as Steam, if not more. I think that, actually, I think that Switch has surpassed Steam in sales of games, just because it seems like everything's been golden there, if it's decent enough, yeah. you know, or they get it the word out. It depends on the game. Yeah. Depends on the game, but I, I, I've heard a lot of success stories from various things. Steam's a weird place still, in the in, re, in the regard that, like... Stuff's released in beta, and then like whole communities form around it, and oh, like yeah. before it's even like a commercial release, and that's not exactly happening on the Switch. We're seeing like the polished results that, and then it's converted for sure. Well, I want to I want to talk about a couple more games that were on E that were at E three, um, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, which actually I'm totally into this game too. For some reason, I thought that it was the the Tokyo. Um, what are, what are they called? Tokyo RPG Factory. I thought it was uh-huh. like their new game when I was looking at it at first. Which, but that has a different name. Actually, when I saw it, I was like, "Wait!" I was like, "Oh, wait! Is this the new Tokyo RPG Factory game?" I'm like, "No, this game looks way too cool for that." And I was right. Turns out I was right. It was a different game. So it's like developed by two guys, uh, two independent guys, both Japanese guys. But actually, it looks a lot like it reminds me a lot of uh, Muramasa the Demon Blade on on Wii, which I loved. That like two D RPG where you got all the different swords and all that. Yeah, yeah, I have that. Yeah, that game was so cool. Like I played it through all the way. But it reminded me a lot of that. But it's basically uh, so you're this um, you're Sakuna, and uh, she's the daughter of the god of war and like the god of food or something. I wrote it down. You're the daughter of the goddess of harvest and the god of war. Persephone and Mars. Yeah, so um, so basically, you you go out and you fight and you fight uh monsters and stuff, but you also come back to town, and you have to uh, make rice, as it said, of rice and ruin. You basically have to like you know plant plant like the you plant the rice and you pull it out and you hang it up and all that and you got to water it and and apparently your how well you fight depends on like how well you do the rice gardening as well. <laughs> they're they're connected. And you also and you also feed all the people in your town and all that. So it it seems to have like that perfect like combination that I've talked about many times on the show. Just like how I love the idea of like a game like Zelda and a game like Animal Crossing like coming together 
where I can like go to, I can go out and do missions if I want, or if I don't, I can just be in the town and just do like, just talk to the villagers and just do like, you know, in town missions and stuff like that. Those, farming. Those, those are my favorite games. That's like why Majora's Mask is like my favorite Zelda game because I really like. I felt like they really melded like the Animal Crossing meets Zelda thing well, where it's like you can do shit in town or you can go fight shit, you know, or you can you can do one or the other. And that seems like this that's what this is and and it looks really awesome too. Like I think the graphics look look great. You know, but I love the whole like I love how it's connected to depending on like how well you can make rice is it will affect you in on the battlefield. I thought that was Really, I'm into really it. Fun that sounds cool. Uh, yeah. I'll have to look it up because I love games with farming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. And uh, it's this kind of reminded me of like Dead Space, but you all of your weapons are based on ancient Japanese farming tools that you use because okay. it's like feudal Japan, so it's like long, you know, long time ago. Uh, you have a heavenly scarf that you use that you can kind of like. It's it's sort of like scorpion spear. You can like pull people to pull pull people to you with that as you're fighting, and all the fights are in or full 2D, which I mentioned, which I think is pretty cool. Full 2D, 2D, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> full 2D, man. It looks cool. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's like a Harvest Moon with RPG or like Stardew Valley, but you can go fight monsters. Say Stardew Valley, you can go fight monsters. You can, but I, it's, I mean, you can go to the mine, but it's right. not as, it's definitely not as as complicated as this one is. Like, yeah. like these are like full levels, you know, and like big giant monsters that you fight that take up like multiple screens and all that, you know. But no, I, it was, it was one I hadn't heard of and I thought it was the new Tokyo RPG Factory game, but it wasn't. It was a different one. And I was like, oh, wow, shit. So this one's on my radar now. I think that one's towards the end of the year. They didn't really... I don't think any of them gave an actual date on it. I think they were all kind of like, you know, spring, fall, or winter, or whatever. But no, that... Yeah, I was like really intrigued by that one. I was like, man, that looks that looks fucking cool. Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. And uh, they did... Uh, what else did I watch? I watched... Um, so I watched some of the... Uh, I watched some of the Dark Crystal one. I still I still can't get into that game. I don't understand what like makes it set apart from all the other like turn-based strategy stuff that's available on the switch. I can't either. Like I tried watching it and I'm like, I'm like, it just looked really, I don't know. It looked really like drab and kind of dull and boring, you know, from, I didn't see, I didn't see what made it different. I mean, I guess the character design is cool, but, but I wasn't like, uh, oh, this is different than all this other shit that's coming out. That looks way cooler. You know, like it's not better than like the Valkyrie Chronicles on there or like, Fire Emblem or any of those other things are coming out, so I was like, eh. Disgaea or... Uh, or Disgaea, yeah. Wargroove. Or, or Wargroove or Mario Plus Rabbids or... Yeah, or any of those games. So I just... I, no, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, I watched some of it, so I didn't really make much notes about it. I was just kind of like, uh, I just I can't get into it. So I mostly took notes about the stuff that I was into. Uh, I watched Dauntless for a little bit. It totally just looks like Monster Hunter. Like, I didn't really notice much difference of it. You know, you can change your weapons, that type of thing. It looks very, like, sort of, sort of, sort of like Fortnite-y. We, we talked about that before, though. We totally missed this last week, and I completely forgot. I completely forgot that they said that Grandy was going to have some shit at E3. And uh, there was a, there's a 10-minute video that Game Explain put up, which I watched. And it just shows, like, some of the game playing through. Um Grandia 1 looks really jarring to watch. I don't know if you saw any of that. Like, uh, 
the camera angles on it is strange, but two looks better, but it's like, uh, I don't know. They look super polished. Uh, there's still no release date of it. It's so weird that they did that whole, there was that whole like, uh, Twitter news thing about this. Like, we're going to show stuff at E3. And then it was just like a, just think it was just like a small demo that they showed. It's still no release date for it. But yeah, I think, I think that's what I, that's all that I got from, uh, from day three of the, of the Switch stuff. But it, it turned me around on some indie stuff, which is cool. I was hoping there'd be like, uh, there'd be like another announcement in there or something, but, but there wasn't, unfortunately. Oh yeah, they they talked about Overcooked, uh, the DLC for Overcooked. I didn't really watch that. They also talked a bunch about Silk Song Hollow Knight. Couldn't get into Hollow Knight, so I wasn't really excited about that. They also did some stuff on Cadence of Hyrule, obviously, because they're pushing that stuff. We talked about that earlier, though. Uh, Silk Song, I was actually wrong. It's it's a completely new game. You have to rebuy it. So, I I guess it I guess it started out as DLC and then eventually evolved to being its own new thing. I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't get into Hollow Knight. So I don't see myself getting into that either, but, but yeah, that was, that was that last day of E3 that we, that we did. We're unable to mention last week cause we had so much shit to talk about. So what about, uh, we should at least mention Metroid because obviously we, we didn't fully expect to see anything about Metroid at E3. I don't think anyone was really mm. expecting that. But uh, it, we were still hopeful about it. But how sad that uh, the lead programmer of Metroid Prime passed away. Yeah, I was trying to. I was reading through a bunch of stuff. I was trying to figure out like how he died because he died at forty-seven. Yeah, that's like almost my age. That's it's close. Yeah, that's about a decade more than me. But, it's, uh, it's so young. Yeah. So he was he was a baby when he made that game, and I mean, here we are waiting on its sequel, and it's so sad to think that the person that made that original game or, you know, one of the, the head programmer is gone. Yeah. Uh, they did actually post, what was that? They posted a, um, art director. Yeah. For an yeah. art director. So there's still signs that obviously it's, it's, it's working. They're working on it, but, um, we're not going to hear about it until they're ready to tell us something about it. And I don't think that's going to even happen next year. Mm. I think we're going to, I think we're going to look at Metroid being like a 2021 game at the earliest. Yeah. I w- I'm, I'm upset that my prediction was wrong. Uh, once, uh, when Metroid prime was d- delayed, I predict, yeah. I predicted that it would still come out before final fantasy seven remake. Oh yeah. And now it has a release date, but, but, but you could actually stretch my, prediction into it being true because we don't know when the rest of the episodes of final fantasy seven final fantasy seven that's true to come out so the full game won't quite be out. yeah because we're only getting one in march who knows how many there are but you know yeah that yeah, that's super happening. sad about the director of metroid prime passing away uh hold on let me read his name uh andrew o'neill mm-hmm. let's say his name let's have a moment yeah it's sad. I don't know why or how, but super young had a has an entire ravenous fan base waiting for a sequel. That's sad. Yeah, so definitely young. left definitely left an impact on the industry. Mm. Otherwise, I thought maybe we should mention. I think you actually posted this in the Slack about how why there's a Breath of the Wild sequel in the first place. Sure, we can talk what about the, what that. There's, what they're saying, at least, like, is the main reason. Yeah, no, there was a there was an interview. I forget who did it, but um. There was an interview with uh, Awanuma about uh, 
It was Aonuma, right? Uh, with uh, about about Zelda. Uh, yeah, it's Aonuma. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was talking about like how they were originally going to do some DLC. Yeah, they're going to do DLC for Breath of the Wild, and they had so many new ideas that they decided to make an entire new game out of it. Which is which is cool. That is cool. Isn't that kind of what happened with Majora's Mask? I mean, well, I mean, they won't d- just they won't just come out and say, "Hey, I we mean, wanted to reuse the assets." And I mean, DLC wasn't a thing in the '64 day, though. That wasn't well, an was. option. Well, it was originally when it was all slated out with the '64 in, in the DD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Zelda Gaiden, which I remember seeing like pictures of, was originally a '64 DD title. Sure. Um, and that's what it was called in the magazines, Zelda Gaiden, which is just sequel, right? Mm. Or I don't know exactly what Gaiden means, but oh, by the way, I did want to mention uh, what I said the Japanese name of Chrono Trigger earlier. I actually watched the Japanese trailer for it on YouTube and kept rewinding to the spot where they say the name and just tried to mimic that. So, oh, nice. I may not have gotten it exactly right, but what is the I name? Chrono kept... Trigger. Oh, I gotta look at it now. I was gonna say you I have, should, I have you written know by now, right? Yeah, you watched it so many times. Chrono uh, Turiga, Chrono Turiga, Yeah, that's it. Sounds right. Yeah, that's how he says it, and so yeah, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to say that right from now on because it's fun to say my favorite game in its original source language. It reminds me to, of this. It reminds me of like all those old. Uh, commercials than old nintendo commercials for gamecube where it's like gamecube <laughs> it says that <laughs> at the beginning yeah i always love those i want to talk about sales real quick just because sonic is having an anniversary sale right now so anybody who uh wants to get a game that's ten dollars less than crash team racing you can get a sonic team racing or team sonic racing right now for 30 bucks instead of 40 dollars it's well worth it it's a lot of fun but aside from that, you can buy, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one, for, like, $3. And Night Trap is on sale. And Sonic Forces is 15 if you really, really want to want to scratch that, that itch. That Nightmares game that we were excited about a long time ago is only $9 now. It was $30. Oh, wow. It was, like, on an indie way back when. But Sonic Mania is on sale. You know, like, all basically... All the Sega stuff. I think the Sega collection is still on sale for ten bucks off as well. So I'm still reading. I don't know. People online are still complaining about lag in that game. In what game? So, in uh, the Sega All Star Collection. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I almost pulled the trigger it's on, on that sale. One, but, <laughs> yeah, I but, thought uh, about it, but I, I want to wait for the Sega Ages of stuff. Like I've really been enjoying those Sega Ages stuff that they've come out with. So. I'll just wait, Especially wait if they that. do on I mean, like the like Fantasy Star Four or something, the Sega Ages. Hell yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I just want to I want to mention this in the uh, just for the sake of John. You can buy uh, Legend of Zelda the animated show. I guess that's for the sake of all of us because we did talk about that. Yeah, we had a whole episode about it. It's on sale for five dollars on Amazon. That's almost how much it's worth. I, I would say maybe two dollars, but. You know, four seventy nine. It's a pretty good deal. I've absolutely seen this to watch at, to watch the shittiest link of all time. And and see, I've form. absolutely seen this at like dollar stores and stuff before. And probably not this particular collection, but where you could get all the Zeldas. Mm. There is a period of time where I had them. Actually, I don't know what happened to them. I think I gave them away to my little brother. 
But I bought the uh, yeah, I bought the Mario Brothers Super Show, and it had the full Zelda series as part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. John had that one. Yeah, the one, the one with both of them. And I remember watching him with you with him, but it was like I was like, man, Link is such a dick. I don't like this Link. I don't like this. It's pretty insufferable. I don't like this dick Link. It's not. I'm not into it. Makes me angry. So I don't know if you want to check it out. I mean, that's a pretty good price, and it's a great. If nothing price. else. Five fucking if nothing dollars. Nothing else. That's less than Netflix. I say, if nothing else, it's a pretty interesting looking collectible you could display. Mm. With the uh, with Link looking all badass, but he's really not that way in the show. Yeah, we should. Uh, let's let's so let's talk about this uh, this like sort of this whole like new Switch model leak thing. Right. It's very similar to. Uh, cell phone leaks i've heard about in the past well from what from what i gathered it's not actually a leak right it's just somebody who thinks that it's really going to happen so they already made something to fit this supposed oh. thing that will happen okay well i didn't realize that that's, i thought this that's thought what i been commission that's what i heard was that it was like somebody's jumping the gun already like they think it's gonna be real so they made a thing i don't know i mean who knows now but it's Okay. These rumors are getting like NX level almost already where it's like, okay, I've, yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. But, but yeah, somebody has already made a thing that'll like fit it, right? Looks, right. And it's, it looks a lot like my cell phone case. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It looks, it looks like a cell phone cover from what I've seen. But for, but With what lots I, of holes for all the, uh, the vents. But the last thing I saw about it, and I think it was, uh, Tom from IGN, like, Tweet, tweeted about it said that he felt like it was somebody just making it to try to be ahead of the supposed announcement of it oh yeah and it does say in the update to this article you linked in the slack that a representative from that company says it'll adjust it as needed pretty much yeah so they don't really so, they, they don't know the size they're just kind of like getting an idea out there i guess of what it could be which it's risky on their part because now someone can copy their design and have it ready to go too. Yeah. I mean, well, the switch has been so successful that maybe they're like, well, fuck it. Like this is going to happen. So let's get on top of it. And yeah. Or maybe where they're believing, they're believing the lies as well. I don't know. Or, you know, or the truth probably we'll find out someday. Hopefully. There's no way it isn't going to be an iterative update with the switch. I mean, we've seen it with every system since. Well, starting with the DS, or starting with the Game Boy, but like Sony and and Microsoft are both doing it, and they didn't do it with the Wii U, but they would have if it would have been more successful. Oh, what made a smaller version of the gamepad? I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't have, if it wouldn't have gradually evolved into the Switch. Yeah, instead of it just being one big changeover like it was. Mm. Yeah, I mean that was. That was the path that it was going to, right? Supposedly. But there would have been a Wii U Mini, and there would have eventually been a Wii U that was a self-contained <laughs> unit, I there would think. Eventually be a Wii, a Wii U without a Wii U by itself, or whatever they would call that. Yeah, like it, would, it wouldn't have a disk drive. It would have, everything would be stored with Flash. Wii U without the attachments. The non-attached yeah. Wii U. The free Wii U. Whatever, the free whatever U. Call it. The free U, yeah, yeah. There you go. Good old Wii U. 
That's that's uh, another tale for the alternate history podcast that I'm working on. Oh yeah, that'll that'll be a Patreon one, Patreon.com/slash/IntendoMePodcast. You can check it out there. Um, I I just saw this. This wasn't on our Slack or on our notes, but I just saw that there is a uh, there's a new like Fortnite wannabe that just released right now. That's free. I actually downloaded it. Realm Royale. Have you heard of that game? No. Well, it basically looks like Fortnite, but more uh, more like medieval based. Yeah. With like knights and shit. I mean, there's still guns or whatever, but you still like drop down from the sky. But there's guys with swords also. It's Fortnite, but with a K. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It it it, it dropped. It just dropped to the shop right now. But as far as my pick of the week, I think it's uh, Crash Team Racing. It's my pick of the week. For this week. That's a new game, 21st. yeah. Yeah, it came out on the 21st. I'm really excited to play it. We'll talk about it next week, of course. When you when we get to that, there's a Maximus Cup coming up this weekend. Tetris 99, same thing. Get your 999 if you win it. No, no cool skins to win this time, unfortunately. But we got that. Nintendo claims that they still support 3DS. I'll believe that when it happens. <laughs> when and when I when I say it happens, I mean uh, when they actually put some games out for it. Which everybody seems to think that the nail in the coffin is uh, Persona Q2, which very well maybe I don't know. Because that's the last game that came out. Did you see this really really cool? Uh, European version of uh, Link's Awakening with like yeah. with like the metal Game Boy case and all that, like with the picture of uh, of the game on there on the screen. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Europe Europe always gets the better shit. Like they're getting the stylus for Mario Maker. Oh yeah, there is something for the Mario Maker though. Yeah, he- here it's a metal lunchbox at Target. Oh okay. So I was looking into it. I went to the Target website today to see if I could do in-store pickup pre-order because I'm going to buy it anyway. So mm. I was just going to pay for it today. But they weren't open to that yet. They oh. were only open for shipping. So I'm going to keep checking it, but I'm going to try my damnedest to get in-store pickup and hope that includes a lunchbox. If it doesn't, if it's like a first-come, first-serve kind of thing, that would suck. But I'm going to try my hardest to get it through Target because... I kind of want the lunchbox. I'm not like super into it. And I actually kind of think I would rather have Mario mm. right here on my, uh, on my hard drive instead of, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you're going to go physical on that one, but I'm going to go physical for that lunchbox. Mm. If that's what it takes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a- I'll let, I'll let you know how that goes next week. I should know by next week. Well, I'll have to, cause it'll be out. Yeah. I was actually, I was getting, I was about to pull the trigger on the hundred dollar, uh, game, Whatever you call it, the game vouchers. The vouchers. Going to get the yeah. two vouchers, yeah. Because I was planning on doing a stream next week on the twenty eighth, which, depending on my work schedule, I might be out of town again for three days, so I might not be able to, to do that. But I'll let you know on Twitter and all that, everybody who's listening. But um, I don't know. I think we can move on to the giveaway, right? Is there anything here you want to talk about that we haven't talked about? All right. So we've been talking for a long time about our Smash Brothers giveaway. And uh, we're going to do it right now, officially. We're going to it's announce finally happening. the official this is, winner. This is the moment where somebody is getting not only Smash Brothers for the Switch, but they're getting every, like, uh, see, what what is it, like the Season Pass stuff. Yeah, you get the full Fighter Pass. So you get 
You, so who do we have so far? We have Joker. We have the Dragon Quest hero. We have Banjo-Kazooie. Or the three that are on there. And there's four total, right? So there's still one that has not been announced. Correct? Yep. So yeah, we don't, I mean, those two, those two ones that I mentioned aren't out yet. Like Hero and, and Banjo is not out yet. But, but you're getting those. But yes, That's they're fun. getting, they're getting all of them. And I, I put out something on Twitter, uh, we mentioned many times on the show and asked people to contact the show. And some people did. And, uh, the one that I'm choosing for it is, uh, A Hazard's Design is his name on Twitter. This is what he has to say to us. I have not purchased the game yet, mainly because I am trying to limit myself on game purchases until I can pull myself back out of debt. After my dad passed away three years ago, I wanted to start streaming on Twitch two years ago, but was battling depression and said it all could wait. So I went for that one just because uh, my dad passed away three years ago as well. So I guess I felt a kindred spirit for him. And also, you know, I understand being in debt and losing family members and stuff like that. And that felt like a legitimate excuse to me for smash, but Hey, that's incredibly legit, but hey, hazard, you have it now. I will contact you through Twitter and we'll send you the code as well. So you will have that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a giveaway. So yeah, you get a free smash Bros. with everything else in there. Thanks for contacting us, and thanks for listening to the show and all that. And thanks for being a Nintendo fan. I'm not. I don't work for Nintendo, but you know what? Thanks for that too. Yeah, yeah. And Smash is fun. Uh, it's a good, really good game. Smash Ultimate is, and now you have it and all of the extra characters. But uh, we did, we did get another response that I want to mention, just because I felt like I could give out, I could give a secondary prize on this. Why not? I have, Whoa, I, I have really? the Smash Brothers thing, but I'm going to do a secondary thing also. So. This one is incredibly long, but I'm going to read it anyway. David Hutchinson, he uh, sent us a message through our Facebook group. That's uh, Nintendo Main on Facebook. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to say thank you for all that you do to start with and throw my hat in the ring for the Smash Brothers codes for Switch. So here goes my elevator pitch. I got the Nintendo Switch for my 11-year-old son's birthday, and I'm not going to lie. The main reason was to get him off of Fortnite. I agree. Lock, locking up <laughs> locking up the TVs since they had just put it on Switch, and then he could be portable in the house and have one other. And I have one other son who has brought up, who was brought up with every system, Atari going forward to present. He's played the heck out of Smash Brothers for the Wii, and currently both plays, both boys play together on Overwatch and Fortnite. But it would be fantastic to stop playing, stop paying so much money on loot boxes and my eldest agrees he would prefer to play with his little brother on Smash. Personally, I was playing every system except the Xbox and found the Switch to be fantastic, mostly because of the portability, since I am a USPS letter carrier. In order to learn more about the Switch, I was turning to your podcast. I was turning to podcasts and honing in on Nintendo ones in particular and came across yours. This helped me to learn a lot about the Nintendo Switch, and I was listening to high heart radio, but switched over to your recent PodCoin choice. <laughs> Thank you for that as for that, as the Amazon gift cards will help the future will help future Nintendo switch games. I have two other children, which are little girls, but my main reason for not already owning smash was mostly listening to people's reviews, including yours. However, as I said, my eldest son plays a lot of previous edition 
and is a heavy Persona fan who is ecstatic to play as Joker, and I would prefer to not buy any more loot boxes. That would be fantastic. Also, as a side note, I was listening to this podcast that referred to the Smash Brothers codes and found out that my identity was stolen funnily enough by someone going to the Black Cat Lodge in Chicago, Illinois. They took $311 from me in the last 24 hours, and it's going to take about a week and a half for me to write the fraud wrongs and get a new bank card. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I'm a little disappointed in my bank for allowing the charges, even though I happen to live in North Carolina. Go figure. I know this is long-winded, so I'll finish with this. I personally just finished Breath of the Wild and then SteamWorld Quest, so I too am looking for something new to jump into. I would appreciate the consideration. Thank you in advance, and God bless. Thank you for the message. Yeah. So, just because you sent us such a long message, and I uh, love that you listen <laughs> to our show, and... uh Listen to Podcoin and all that. Uh, I want to send you a $20 gift card. Wow, what a lucky winner. David Hutchinson. So I will send you an email with the uh, code for that. And you can. Uh, and it's not a full Smash Brothers, but I can at least give you something for sending us all of your all of your thoughts. And I'm sorry about all that shit about your car getting hacked in Chicago and not even being there. I've had all sorts of crazy happenings with that type of thing. I mean, when that happened to me, it was Flagstaff, Arizona. I mean, I've had, you know, like people can scan ATM ATM machines. I've had that happen before where all of a sudden people tried to take like 600 bucks out of my account or whatever. It wasn't in there, so they wouldn't have got it out of there anyway. But, you know. But yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for participating and all that. And I just wanted to do an extra prize in there for everyone who's listening to us and that type of thing. And uh, I think that's our show for this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, you can check us out at nintendomainpodcast.com. Um, we have articles. We have a couple articles there that you can read, our WordPress stuff. Uh, we also have Nintendo, or what is it? YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can see our videos on there. You can watch Jeremy's reaction to the E3 on there. It's super exciting. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, we also put up videos of various games that we play and that type of thing. You can also check us out at twitch.tv slash Podcast. I will probably be streaming Crash Team Racing by the time you hear this, if you're listening to this on Friday. So you can tune in and check that out. And another thing, if you if you listen to us on Radio Public, apparently we get some money if you do that. So it's like, uh, it's like doing Patreon but not paying anything. If you listen to our shows on that, they like – they pay like so many cents per episode or whatever. So if you want to give to the show, but you can't afford Patreon, try that out. Listen to us on radio public and check us out. Nintendo main. And of course, if you want to help out the show, like I said, uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast, you can check us out there. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all the places. Well, you can find us on Twitter as well. I'm a Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy's J Max stack with all K's. You can check that out. And uh, I think that's it. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. See you.